I just want to set the record straight before we start the show. Have you ever opened an episode and not said, can we set the record straight? I thought <laughs> the cop was a prostitute. Okay. I don't think I've ever said, let's set the record you straight. You say that. Have I? Aside from that, or you, you always do the same thing. <laughs> I'm not, I think they're getting a bit bored. <laughs> All right, Jesus. I'm joking. Setting up on a positive here. <laughs> Fucking hell. He's <laughs> welcome. I know I am. Guys, <laughs> well, I can't be serious anymore. Guys, welcome to Let's Imagine like Episode Podcast. What was that? Like you ever were. <laughs> I tried to like introduce the the thing. Welcome to Let's Imagine Episode Podcast. The, the podcast of my son. <laughs> is this what it is to you? The thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the many things that I do. It's a, it's okay. a thing. <laughs> the Simpsons thing. That's what people say to me sometimes. Are you still doing that Simpsons thing? Like, you mean the podcast? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm still doing it. <laughs> Obviously, Irish people. Irish family. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, welcome. Let's take five on that. Welcome to the Sebastian and the Simpsons podcast. The podcast myself and Sebastian here do. Because the Simpsons podcast is probably the least likely thing that someone will get cancelled for doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. <laughs> Anyhow, jumping into today's episode. Uh, let me just get the giggles away. Today we are reviewing... Uh, can you tell me the name of today's episode? The name of today's episode? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Here's was, a fun test. a good one. No, I don't want you to tell me the name of the episode. The name of the episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was sorry. a good name. It was oh, a, oh yeah, it was, yeah. You won't believe what happens in this episode. Stay tuned for Act 3. I mean, basically, yeah. I mean, not word for word, correct, but that's, that's basically it's it. It's a hard well, one to remember. If, if this was a quiz, I would have given you the point. Like, um, it's, yeah, you won't believe what this episode is about. Act 3 will shock you. Yes. <laughs> it's the 14th episode I of I like the... that title. That's so, great. Yeah. I love it, yeah. I, I always enjoy long-winded titles, yeah. actually. I always find them fun. They like, always throw in a few a season. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, like, even, like, movies and stuff as well like Doctor Strange Love or how to how I learned to stop oh, yeah. worrying and love the bomb I just love those really long winded ridiculous titles that look a bit too much on a poster I always enjoy that but yeah jumping into the episode uh, the family we opened up the family eating breakfast Marriage tells them to hurry up she's throwing cereal and milk down Bart's gullet and pancakes with maple syrup down homers uh, I love that that basically clarifies that like as long as Homer's not in it for the pancakes, he's just in it for the syrup. Yeah, yeah. She, like, puts it into a tube right down Homer's mouth and then, like, pours the pours the maple syrup straight into his mouth. And he's like, hmm. He's, like, so satisfied. We, we see her, her rented uh, steam vacuum shows up. It, it's from Jen and Jack's rented vax. And it's, you know, the same wise guy that works everywhere. Mary says it's the same model that they use to clean grisly crime scenes and sticky champagne rooms. That made me laugh because I mean we've all been to a, sh- a sticky champagne room. Yeah. We've all been at a party in which the room turned into a sticky champagne room. Yeah. And then they immediately make me think like like weddings and stuff like that. They're always carpeted floors. That must be misery to clean the next day because people are spilling um, alcohol all over the place. I've been to a few freshers events. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I've never been like to that. one of those like foam parties. Ah, oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my god! Disgusting. One time, freshers. <laughs> it was like four years ago now. Yeah. Um, I accidentally stood right by where the foam comes out. Literally oh no! It went straight down my throat. Oh my god! <laughs> that is awful. Yeah, I remember going to my first one. It was in. This... Let me just say that wasn't the worst thing to go straight down my throat. That. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because <laughs> oh, I, I had some really bad alcohol as well. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, didn't we all back then in their, in their student days? <laughs> I remember going to my first one. It was in this um, this town outside of where I'm from, Listol, it's called. And we were all so excited about it. Oh, that sounds so cool. And we got there and we were like, why do we think this would be fun? Yeah. It's just a disco, but there's foam. And so now my clothes are wet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and he's sort of like talking to ladies and stuff like that is completely blown by the fact that I'm not very confident I'm covered in foam and I'm wet. Yeah, exactly. You know I, don't, I, mean? I don't understand it. And also, I remember I was really drunk because, you know, freshers. Yeah. So I woke up in the morning, my clothes were just like on the floor. Mm-hmm. But... Because it was like soapy and damp. Yeah. There was there was like a few like you know silverfish. Silverfish. Yeah. No. They're like those little like you get them a lot in London, but they're yeah. like sort of little worm things. Yeah. Okay. That they're attracted to like moisture. All oh, right. So, so they were all over your yeah. clothes. Well, at least you went home with somebody that night. Hey, <laughs> but it. <laughs> Back to the episode. Uh, but yeah, she gets the family to leave for three hours, and she flings hands a little helper at them. And she says, it's, it's time for her to make these stains her story. And then Lisa's like, are you actually quoting their slogan? She's like, no, I'm quoting my dreams. <laughs> they arrived to a dog bar. I love, I love that we go from like independent, <laughs> strong woman Marge to I know. just like housewife Marge. Literally, yeah, yeah typical mom, yeah. like to, to like times 10, yeah. like loving hoovering so much. It's like, cleaning dream. the house. Yeah. <laughs> it's her dream to have a steam vacuum around the house. They they arrive to a dog park, but but the kids are more interested in the trampoline park. Homer doesn't want to be be left alone in a in a dog park filled with lonely dog owners. And the kids are like trampoline, trampoline. And Homer sees that there's a skull and neck urgent care room. And he's like, eh, with all those doctors around, how bad could it be? And he lets them go off. And he goes to the park and he runs into Lenny, who now has a dog of his own, and is so excited to talk to Homer about his dog. <laughs> He's like, Homer just needs to get out of this. So, where'd you get your dog? Oh, I think he came with the house. Look at that dog talking. We'll meet here every morning at 7 and have our own club. The dog dad boys. I'll reach out to logo designers. He looks over and sees Ansel Hilper growling at Devin, which is Lenny's dog. And uh, Lenny takes Devin away from Ansel Hilper and is like, a do- b- b- Bad dog dad. <laughs> dog dad boys membership revoked. And he takes Ansel, he goes away as Hazel Helper and he's like, oh, good boy, I'm going to reward you for, for freeing me. And uh, he drives off and uh, takes him to a nearby ice cream parlor. He says that he'll be back in two minutes. He's in the car. He's like, I'll be back in two minutes. He rolls down the windows halfway. He turns on the AC and he kisses Hazel Helper before going into the ice cream parlor. And while he's inside, Hazel Helper starts jumping around the car. The windows go all the way up, the, the AC turns off, and he locks the doors and drops the car keys. <laughs> they got the Homer inside the ice cream parlor. He asks what he can get his dog uh, to let him know that he's the most cherished creative creature in the world. And back outside, we see people discovering that someone's left their dog unattended in the car. And I just it was Snake that said this. He was like, who would do such a thing? Some people are just broken. <laughs> the guy who robs convenience stores yeah. has been to jail multiple times, which is a good choice. Um, and back to Homer, like, trying out the ice creams. He's like, well, obviously no chocolate, maybe peanut butter. Rum raisin isn't acceptable for any species. True. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> he, he then steps out, and there's, like, a whole... The whole town, basically, is formed around the car now. And uh, they all start verbally assaulting I, I'm, him. Sorry, I feel like people <laughs> that like rum raisin ice cream are, like, the same people that go for, like, 
the fruit and nut chocolate bars. <laughs> That's great. You know what I mean, yeah, you know, I'm actually, I'm, I, I love uh, Dairy Milk Whole Nut Bears. Yeah, um, I love Dairy Milk Whole right, Nut Bears. Yeah. I think they're fantastic. They're my favorite chocolate. Every now and again, if I feel like I go to Tesco and it's not there, there'll be fruit and nut, and I'm like, that's close enough. I'll get that, and every time I regret it. Yeah, it's just true. <laughs> I've done like five or six times. I'm like, why do I keep doing this myself? It sucks. Yeah, that's so true. Or people that drink Earl Grey. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Just have chamomile, it's so much better. Just have normal tea. I mean, have normal tea, yeah, for sure. But you want a nighttime tea? I'm not not an Earl Grey fan either. But, um, sorry, yeah, he's he's like to all the the townspeople, he's like, is that what it looks like? I just let him in the car. I just left him in the car on purpose. He's like, it's not like it's a hot day or anything. And the clouds come out, like, go away, and it's suddenly really sunny. And he goes out shouting at him even more. He tries to get Santa's little helper to get him the keys. And Compo guy is like, you expect him to work under these conditions? And he starts backing away from everybody and then, like, accidentally shuts the door of a fire truck and locks, like, a Dalmatian a fire truck dog. And Louie, like, one of the mafia guys, is like, he locked up that, that Dalmatian. Oh! And Lenny bows up like, no wonder his dog's so messed up. And one of the firewomen is like, I bet he's a terrible father too. He's like, oh yeah, I'm not. And the kids show up all bruised mm-hmm. from the trampoline place, obviously. And they're like, dad, you forgot about us. And then we just see like a little montage of like social media going crazy, putting a post about him on this place called Neighborhub. And clearly his name is just being tarnished. We didn't come back to the house. Marriage is super relaxed. She's after doing her deep clean. And she's like, okay, now to post my before and after so the neighbors will all be ashamed of their dirty carpets. And she she clicks it and sees, um, it's like the face of evil. And it's just a picture of Homer, like, trying to block Santa's little helper in the car. And she drops her wine in shock all over the floor. And the family come, comes in and Homer says it shouldn't matter as uh, him and the dog are cool. And he, like, fist bump. But Lisa wrote out an apology for him just to nip this in the bush. And he's like, that's very sweet, honey, but it'll all blow over. We didn't cut to First Church of Springfield, and the sign says it hasn't blown over. <laughs> Reverend Lovejoy is like doing the sermon, and he mentions in the sermon that Jesus didn't die for our sins, just for a man to leave his dog locked up in the car unattended. And then Homer goes up to like do his do, do the apology that Lisa wrote for him, but then he like sees all the townspeople like in his head as like this angry mob. Then he starts <laughs> letting loose. Great monologue. I'm sorry that you don't have enough things to get mad at. I'm sorry that you all have skin thinner than gas station toilet paper. And I'm sorry that your lives are so boring that you take a man who left his rescue dog for two minutes to buy him organic ice cream from a woman-owned local business and you crucify him! He's like, you know, kind of stating what a great person he is within this monologue. Like, too much so. And in the middle of this tangent, he accidentally hits Reverend Lovejoy and he like sends him out the window <laughs> one of my favorite lines of the whole episode you can just hear Lenny going ah my dog's eye <laughs> <laughs> so random it's keeping up the gag of yeah. like his eyes always being sore like he has so much affection for his dog that he feels his dog's <laughs> pain <laughs> uh, we didn't see the clip I feel of... like it was like an obvious joke to make but also not obvious I, yeah time. absolutely yeah it was like, it's, a, it's a guy we see before but it was like a new version mm-hmm. of it it made me laugh so much I had to, the first time I watched like I clicked back to hear it again because I thought it was so priceless uh, we didn't see this clip going viral the the hashtag pasture pusher starts going around online and there's, there's like memes going up of Homer pushing Reverend Lovejoy and like you know doing the classic like 
this thing pushing another thing. Yeah. There was loads of them. I only... It was at this point in the episode where I was like, oh, okay, it's one of these episodes. Yeah, and yeah, it's saying not something. Not in a bad way, but, you know, like, okay. It's saying something, again. yeah, for yeah. sure. I thought I thought it in, in a really unique way. But, yeah, I didn't write them all down because there were so many. But other ones I spotted that were highlights for me, it's like Hangover pushing the snooze, al- snooze alarm, Marvel pushing DC out the window, Texas women, Disney, Fox, Arby's, Digestion, any adult song, my emotional composure, and streaming pushing movie theaters out the window. We then get a special message from Mr. Burns. <laughs> it's so good. He says uh, they release the hounds on all forms of disrespect and to tolerance they say excellent. He says that since Homer's values don't match those at Evil Core, that his firing has been affected immediately, and now they must all sit back, keel their fingers, and listen. <laughs> And then Bart's like, at least no one remembers you left the dog in the car. <laughs> he gets back as a phone call and he's like, uh, yes, this is the son of the man who pushed a pasture out a window. What might you be calling for? And we see that he's keeping a record of like all the different types of threats that Homer's received. It's like a bunch for violence, a bunch for death, a bunch for miscellaneous, a bunch for slurs. And the very most is just yikes. <laughs> he says the only thing, Homer says the only thing that will cheer him up now is fast food and slow friends. He then goes to Moe's, they all turn him away. He goes to Krusty Burger, they all turn him away. <laughs> Did you notice that Carol was at Moe's and Krusty Burger? Mm-hmm. Just a stupid yeah. little gag. <laughs> That's always really funny, just for no reason. Um, but he is welcomed in by a right-winged podcaster. And we all know who that is. <laughs> um, I mean, it is a podcast, it's not visual. So if you haven't seen the episode, it's very clearly Joe Rogan. And there's just a sign saying, Pry is welcome. He's like very happily letting Homer in. Homer's like backs away. Yeah. <laughs> really funny. Uh, we then cut to three weeks later. Well, actually, we get told three weeks later just by, by Homer. He's just lying down on the couch and he has like a messier beard. And he just goes, three weeks later. I thought it was a fun way to inform us. He sees a commercial for a Pronathon. Just like a, a a big prawn marathon happening in the seafood restaurant, and uh, the whole meal will be topped with a prawn teeny. And he gets so excited, he tells the family they need to get their prawn on. And he he sees that the family are all gone. And he opens up the closet and sees that all their bibs are taken as well, apart from his own one. He arrives in the restaurant and he corners them, asking if they're ashamed of him. And Marge is like, "Well, we need to do some family events without being social pariahs." And Homer fears that he mean he may never be able to get his prawn on again. And then we hear a character who we will soon come to know is named Theo saying, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard in a seafood chain restaurant. Uh, <laughs> this mysterious man comes up to Homer, urging him to join the Institute, an organization that works to help reestablish people. He says it's his only hope. <laughs> well, just to say he's voiced by uh, the brilliant Kumail Nanjiani in this episode, who I love. And yeah, oh, okay. Camille Nagiani. So yeah, 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 yeah. Iconic voice. Yeah. How could it be anybody else? Yeah. I mean, this man has pretty much done all of my dreams at this point. He's, uh, you know, a very successful sounding comedian. He's been in Marvel movies. He's been in Star Wars. And now he's in The Simpsons. I mean, what else can he do? He's not all... And he had a great part in this episode, too. <laughs> and I had a like... feeling it was going to go down the direction of... That it went down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, discovers a whole group of people that also had this happen to them. Oh, that's like, interesting. You know, I can't like... say I predicted that, but uh, that, that, that's interesting. The whole... I, like, predicted it. I just had a feeling. Yeah, like, yeah, you had an inkling. Like, oh, shit, I was right. I mean, it, it did make sense. It was it was an obvious place to take it. Not, 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 not in a bad way. 
<laughs> and then Homer's like, well, my, my reputation is everything to me. And Lisa's like, that doesn't jive with your past behavior. He's like, I'm tired of re reputation being about past behavior. I'll do it. <laughs> he asks them to keep his bib safe. And they, like, fold a bib like, like it's an American flag. Like, it's such a patriarchal way. We then see the, the facility, the, the institute, uh, is divided up by the severity of the mishap. They have an area for drunks, an area for open mic mishaps, and a, an area for comedians doing material too soon. <laughs> and they also have an area for inappropriate Halloween costumes, but it only goes through to 2018. We don't take any Halloween mishaps more recent than that, because at a certain point, you should know better. Totally. He then introduces him to his colleagues, uh, one of them is Helen Lovejoy, who is now known as Lemonade Karen for a video that went viral for like shouting at Sherry and Terry at their lemonade stand. <laughs> She's like, where's your permit? Do you even live in this neighborhood? I'm calling 911. Next person is the toilet rocker who always forgets to turn his camera off and his mute. He's just like on the toilet in the middle of a Zoom meeting, like singing a song and realizes all his work colleagues can see him <laughs> taking his shit. The other guy is Gary Chudik, who's known as Pisto Shorty. He's just a guy who keeps giving out about how short he is to people. Uh, one is that he's like trying to get into a club and he's like, you're at full capacity? As soon as the short guy gets here, well, I'm Pisto. The other is him at a, at a shop, like, you're all out of blueberry muffins as soon as the short guy gets here? I'm Pisto. And the last one is him getting married. And he's like, I do. Realize you only agreed to spend the rest of your life with me because I'm short and I'm Pisto. <laughs> and uh, lastly is Kirk Van Houten, better known as Ju Ju Juicebox Dad. And it's him like at a at a football game. And he's like flinging jukeboxes at the coach being like, come on, coach, loser. Don't you want to win? Take my son out of the game. <laughs> and, and then uh, the, the, toil the toilet rocker says that he doesn't get how they'll fix his reputation if he's going to be associated with these monsters. <laughs> that... Uh, Gary Chudik guy is like, who are you calling short? And Kirk's like, are you pissed off? And he starts flinging juice boxes at him. And Homer's like, everyone calm down. And Helen Lovejoy is like, what are you going to do? Throw us out a window? And Homer's like, that was an accident fueled by rage. And they all start shouting at each other. One bit of like small little detail I found kind of weird is that she's like, what are you going to do? Fling us out a window? But she doesn't sound like she cares that much about it. That's her husband. That's her husband that he flinged out the window. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just weird she had, like, didn't seem to be pretty indifferent to it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we didn't see Theo is being called by, like, a mysterious organization, and he asks them if he really thinks these guys are the right guys for the job, and we just see that they're all, like, kind of being, like, covered up by shadows, and they're like, they're horrible. It's perfect. We then cut to him uh, getting them to do a series of good deeds to clear their name and like sharing it all on social media. It's like a little, little montage with uh, the song, I don't want to do your dirty works, playing over it. And they're, they're cleaning a lake, they're planting a tree, they're removing graffiti from 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 public buildings, they're cleaning up forests, and uh, the sound just cuts off as people start throwing trash at them. And Nelson's mom is like, look, it's the people the internet tells us to hate. And they're all like upset this didn't work, and Theo says that he has an idea, but it's, this is one of my favorites of the whole episode. He says he has an idea, but it's too radical. And Homer's like, oh, radical, no thank you then. He's like, it, it could work though. And we see the rest of them are all like in a huddle, and they're like, oh, we took a vote, it's too radical. 
And he's like, well, well sometimes radical begets the best results. And Homer's like, the moment you say radical, you lost all of us. And then he admits that he only said that because he thought it would intrigue them if he said radical. And Homer's like, radical, huh? <laughs> it's just such a stupid moment. <laughs> Made me laugh so much. Um, but uh, Theo says that he has created a device entitled the Eradication Code that can delete all footage of anything from every hard drive in the world but in order to do so they must break into chumnet headquarters which has the biggest online reach in the world since they're the company that uh posts those annoying clickbait headlines at the end of every website now chumnet isn't the actual name of the website but we all know what the type of site they're parodying here like we know all these headlines they give us examples and i've i can't even i clicked on them before as well out of curiosity classic one the real reason you don't hear about Vince Vaughn anymore that's just a classic one you always click into it it'll be something like oh he has a family now and he's focusing on them they they nailed it to be honest like with the thumbnails as well it's on the money like exactly the other ones were at wedding fail photos you were never meant to see and 10 cheeses to put on your bucket list Helen says it, it all sounds dangerous but Theo says that that was the radical part that he mentioned earlier. And then once again, Homer just goes, radical, eh? <laughs> but uh, they're all a bit concerned that they have no, like, training to break in, for breaking into, like, headquarters like this. But Theo's like, oh, you actually did. And uh, I don't want to do your dirty work. Starts playing again. And it's like, you know, they, they actually learned aquatics from planting the tree. They learned how to dig uh, from doing the graffiti. They, they learned how to climb a wall. One small little detail. They're climbing the wall. <laughs> There's like a little bit of graffiti and Kirk starts cleaning it. But there's nobody still doing the little jobs. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh, they then arrive into the, the, the headquarters of this chumnet place. And they're like to... They're th- talking to Theo on a headset. And they're like, what if someone catches us? And he's like, oh, there is no people. Just clickbait. We see all the click... There's all computers just like with clickbait on them. <laughs> one of them is, uh, see what your gorgeous gym, gym teacher looks like now. <laughs> the other one is, the girl from Waterworld doesn't look like this now. And the toy rocker guy is like, ah, who cares? Wait, what does she look like? <laughs> he sits down and starts looking at it. Then Kirk sees... 80 NFL players who live in bad houses. Number six will shock you. Well, we'll see about that. Then Homer sees this man locked... It's, it's, it's his picture, it's little helper. He's like, this, this man locked his dog in a car. You won't believe what his wife looks like now. And he walks away from me. He's indifferent. The only person managing to be headstrong in the situation, surprisingly. And he he's, he he tells Theo that they're all distracted. <laughs> we cut back over to Kirk and he's like, these houses are terrible. Clicks a button. <gasps> Number six. <laughs> Great comeback, guy. Uh, so he, he decides to go in alone. He inserts the hard drive into their system. And all of their faces start popping up. Like, you know, Homer and Helen's and all, all of them. But it, it gets followed by a bunch of, like, presidents and, like, politicians and stuff like that. And Homer's like, wait, I know these guys. They've done some terrible things. And Theo's like, oh, their misdeeds will be erased too. But Homer's like, the world shouldn't forget the actual bad things these people have done. And he starts, we, we can't see who's popping up. We just see from Homer's, from, we just see yeah. Homer's face. But he's like, oh, uh, that guy brought up the prices of insulin for fun. He used to be president. And they're his kids. And oh, a lot of Russian generals. <laughs> Probably made before anything happened. Mm-hmm. Just, just made it even more topical. Uh, then, then Theo says that 
he won't he, that Homer doesn't want to know what they're capable of when it comes to hiding what they're capable of and uh, Homer starts sweating he takes out a handkerchief and he's like wait I didn't have a handkerchief and he sees it, it's Lisa's apology that he that she wrote for him earlier on in the episode and Theo is like, thankfully nothing at the last minute can happen to spoil these plans. And just, he just gets a notification saying, upload failed. And he's like, Homer, what are you doing? And he's like, what well, I should have done a long time ago, reading my daughter's heartfelt apology. We then come back to Theo and the organization come in and they're like walking towards him. And they're like, we're going to do to you what we did to democracy, irreparable damage. And he's like falling to the floor going, the plan was too radical, too radical. We didn't get narration, but like someone doing an impression of Morgan mm. Freeman <laughs> informing us that Homer's perfect apology that somehow the entire world could see restored his reputation. Uh, he we get a, a fine little bit. We hear him promising to be the best possible Homer Simpson he can be. We see this is being reported about on the news. We pan out and uh, Ken Broppin says that it teaches us all that we could all do with a little more humanity. <laughs> he just goes up next dumb idiot has heart attack on treadmill stay tuned and <laughs> we cut out the family are enjoying some prawns together at that restaurant from earlier on homer says he should have listened to lisa all along and uh, lisa says you should have just let the dog in the car and homer's like i agree disagree and i kind of felt in that line because we're the only people he never told them we're the only people who knows what happened yeah, yeah, that yeah. he was actually being really nice as a little helper and he rolled down the windows and everything for him we're the only people who know that I mean obviously he wouldn't have been doing himself any favours if he said that because it sounds like an excuse but I did feel for him and he was like agree disagree then the the family we just pan out as, as a family all enjoy prawns together and credits yeah very nice episode uh, after you yeah um, so I think this to me meets about like in the middle of like the bad and the good episodes of the season. I think yeah. it's just like average uh-huh. halfway because I think the plot was really good. Yeah. And I definitely think I so. love the opening. Mm. I thought there were some really funny gags. Mm. I didn't like the second half so much. Um, mm. I found it a bit all over the place and predictable. Sure. And I think what confused me the most about this episode was that Homer seemed to be paying the consequences for something he didn't do. Yeah. Which I get it's funny. It's yeah. funny that he has to do all this, but it just felt strange that not once did he try and, like, say that he didn't do it. Yeah. And well, to be fair, he did knock Reverend Luther out the window, which ended up being the bigger thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? But, but I know what you mean. It's spawned. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> doesn't that happen so much in today's world, though? I mean, that, that's the commentary they're making. Yeah. You know, we misconstrue everything with these videos only show us half the whole story. It's true. But that's yeah. the commentary they're making. Well, I couldn't really tell what the commentary was because I thought that. But I think it's I also culture. thought, yeah it, yeah, it was about cancel culture, but mm. I couldn't tell if they were trying to, like, make it seem good or bad, you know? I don't think they were doing either. I think they were no. giving us a non-biased perspective. But Personally. that being said, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and it was still a good episode mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah. But it wasn't one of the great ones of the season. Sure. Um, yeah, in the middle. But it's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, seven? Seven? Yeah, seven, fair yeah. enough. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked it a bit more. I still probably put it... I still probably agree with you, like, in the middle for me, but I rated it a bit more highly. I, I gave it an 8.5. That is generous. Uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. Uh, I, I feel like I, I might have gotten the message a bit more than you or but maybe I just liked 
how they handle the message more than you. Like, before I read what I wrote down for it, like, I feel like they're giving us a non-biased perspective of of cancel culture. They're, they're not presenting it as it's a toxic thing no one should do, but they're also not being, like, it's a totally bad thing. You know what I mean? They're, I, I, I feel like they gave us a very non-objective way of handling it. It's kind of the only way you can handle such a sensitive, such a sensitive subject nowadays. Anyway, and... It's the first show I can think of that handled this topic. So, for that reason alone, I really admired it. Mm-hmm. I I I, th- I thought it did a genuinely really good job. But yeah, and what I wrote down, I said it was funny with an interesting but never pushed message message about how the world needs to allow people to be flawed. I definitely think that was a part of it because it was like they were just holding Homer against something that he didn't even you know yeah. mean to do. Two different things. And he's so frustrated for the whole episode, as are we, about how much he's suffering due to this, like losing his job and everything else. It's like I and I, and I like I don't want to get too opinionated on this podcast, but I do think that is, I don't think cancel culture is a wholly bad thing at all. But I do think it it, it has flaws, and I do think one of those is that we don't let people make mistakes. Yeah, we are always inherently going to make mistakes. You know what I mean? I think that's what this episode handled really well in addressing that. Uh, I said, sometimes the show can be slightly cringy when trying to be topical, but this episode really knew what it was talking about when it came to online trends, cancel culture, and I think it didn't miss the mark and had an interesting and non-biased approach that opened the conversation up without overtly taking a stance. And in just more general notes, I said, I thought Camille Angiani was great. And I said, besides all that, just a funny episode too and a solid Homer adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I had another point I wanted to make there about non-biased approach conversations without overly taking a stance what was I going to say eh if it's important it'll, it'll come back to me but yeah no I, 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 I thought it was a really a, a really wonderful episode yeah just I don't know I just because it is such a touchy subject now I thought they handled it in a really good way without being without being like you know too preachy or anything yeah. all I was going to say now is like my, my, my point is that sometimes it can be cringy when it, when it tries to tackle current topics like a recent example of that is Lisa's Belly I, I didn't hate Lisa's Belly but I think it's an example of like it felt very on the nose just being like it's bad to call people out on their weight you know it, it was like clearly something that everyone's going to agree with it was a very safe message mm-hmm. and the way they handled it was very like obvious but I thought the way they handled it here was they took a risk with where they took it you know what I mean like I, I can imagine there were probably people that were upset by this yeah um it, it really it really did go right I for it and I admired it for that to, to sum up the way I, I, I feel about the the whole like he's he made he didn't even make an accident it just wasn't him so like he was paying the consequence for something usually like in, in shows and films and stuff it's like yeah. you know you have the consequence <clears throat> for something you did and you're trying to make up for it sure but it felt like it wasn't even an accident what he did it literally was something that wasn't his fault. You mean that's the about the the dog? Yeah, know? yeah. So that confused me a little bit. Yeah, the the priest makes sense because mm. you know yeah. Still an Regardless of being an accident, he did push Reverend yeah. out the window. Yeah, for sure. I get you that it spawned from something that you know. If you're really gonna do, read into storytelling, it's like the main character didn't do the thing that caused the story to take off. I get, I, I get where you're, where you're coming from with that, but it's kind of like, it's the dog that did it, so this, no one has any way of proving that he yeah. did, you know what I mean? But yeah, but then I, then I when, we, when we meet the, the other people who got cancelled, 
It yeah. was all for like very valid reasons. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, they are literally just being jerks in all yeah. of their videos. Yeah, well, the toilet guy wasn't being a jerk, but he made a big mistake. Yeah. But the other ones were really just being jerks, like Kirk Helen and uh, <laughs> and what's his name again, Nathan Chudik. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> my favorite new character as well. I thought he was so funny. I want to see more of him. <laughs> more of him being pissed off. But yeah, can can continue on with that with our segments. So bit of news. Pre-recorded from London City, it's a very bad impression of Kent Brockman letting you know it's time for Simpsons News. Just one piece of news this week. Unfortunately, just a quick little interesting one. So Matt Selman confirmed that the premiere episode of the 34th season entitled uh, Habeas Tortoise, however the hell you pronounce that, uh, will follow Homer falling into the world of conspiracy theories after a turtle gets stolen from the Springfield Zoo and tries to find out why someone would, would take him. Uh, Selman said the episode will be a take on fake news and how it affects people and will be one of the deepest dives the show has ever taken into the mind of Homer Simpson. See, every week when you have this like news about a new episode that's coming out next season, yeah, just makes me really excited for it. Yeah, it all sounds for sure. really good. Absolutely. I yeah. like... I, 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 people probably say this all the time, but I have a feeling season thirty four is actually going to be really good. They have some like like yeah, it, it, the, the plotlines just sound really interesting. Really that they're doing two Treehouse of Horrors. This one I just described here. They're doing an episode about them predicting the future. The one you said last week about Carl. Yeah, yeah, a Carol focus yeah. episode. Yeah, very true. Some very exciting ones coming up. And it's funny the thing like he said this is going to be the premiere of the thirty fourth season, so it actually airs this Sunday. But like that, we're actually super close to that. We're, we only have eight episodes left in the 33rd season you know what I mean so yeah. like, it's like we, we have all the episodes coming up pretty soon like yeah but that, that's the only piece of news so jumping on to Seb's classics yeah I went for um, I keep forgetting its name uh, Brothers, <laughs> Brothers Little Helper Brothers Little Helper yeah, yeah. Um, what a great episode I mean Fun, I, yeah. I, I I feel like I sort of connected with the episode because <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just, I'm, I'm <laughs> interested in how you connected with this episode. Because <laughs> I have, I don't want to sound controversial, but oh, no. I have a problem with prescription drugs. Like, As in, like, you personally are against them? I, I wouldn't say, like, I'm against them, mm-hmm. but I have a problem with people brushing things off and thinking it's going to be okay if we just give them this drug. Yeah. Um personally i'm against it uh-huh like for not against other people doing it mm. everyone's free to choose what they want to do yeah but i'm against myself doing it mm. because i feel like you're just altering your brain into not being itself yeah and i i know i, I probably sounds controversial some people. no i'm on your, i'm on your side as well i i i, I think that we'll just clarify in that like we're just saying personally for us we don't yeah i would we don't like want to subscribe to, that, to it because i don't want to feel like i'm changing my brain chemistry to be more normal quotation marks yeah totally or to just, feel better you know, everyone's brain works the same way mm-hmm. and it's not like taking paracetamol because you have a headache that's completely different. That's just convenient and it yeah. helps a little bit. Yeah, you know, the thing for me, like, again, I, I, I don't want to get controversial, but, like, this is just a real story of someone that I know. I knew someone who was on antidepressants for years. I know where this back, is going. Back home in Ireland. I know where this is going. For years, and uh, his, his his doctor, maybe his, his therapist, I don't know the who the person, maybe both, both recommended that this person was getting better, recommended that they weigh off it, and once they were completely off antidepressants, 
they felt so much emotions because they hadn't felt emotions properly That's for over a decade. Yeah. So you can imagine if you're taking a drug where we're getting really heated here, but it is what the episode kind of it is what the, the conversation the episode opens up. If you're taking a drug that is making you feel emotions less. If you get off that drug, those feelings are going to be so fucking intense. But it's just so weird to think that this friend of mine, like, he was just experiencing emotions the same way we feel it every day. Yeah, but to him, yeah. it was just so intense because he hadn't felt it in so long because he would, I don't know how often, I probably every day, maybe every morning, every night, something like that, you know? Really insane to me. I have absolutely nothing against people who take it. Not at all. Of course, I understand. And, and I understand some, that some people it might have like saved their lives. Yeah, of course. It's like just that. personally for me, I do want to feel emotions the way a human the human body is meant to. And I, I agree with you. That I find it, it frightens me almost that, that these chemicals can stop me from doing that at a normal rate. Yeah, you know. But yeah, so you read and, the episode for that reason. Yeah, I feel like because it was something I felt strongly on, mm. and. I've always tried to not, like, take these sort of things yeah, in yeah. my life. Uh-huh. Um, so, but without being serious about it, yeah. it was a funny episode. It was, for sure, yeah. Um, so it's obviously about Bart being given, um, what was it? Fo- it focus, was focusing. focusing. It's obviously Ritalin. Which is, yeah, it's like <laughs> times ten. And, yeah. And, it's, and he's, like, just suddenly a different Bart. He's Bring really smart. Bring up your focus. But that's because yeah. he's only using 10% of his brain. Yes. Whereas before he was using more, but it was all the crazy stuff. <laughs> exactly, being um, a rebel and all that. So it's he becomes more, like, boring. Yeah. And then it, 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 Lisa starts getting jealous. Which, uh, because which he's was a great little, like, subplot, Lisa getting jealous. Because it made sense. Of course, yeah, Lisa's of course she always been the smart one. Yeah, she wants to have the maximum intelligence of the family. Yeah. Like, that's, that's just a given for that character. And um, at, to, to the point where he gets, like, super hyper anxious and yeah. he thinks he's being like spied on and becomes one of those tinfoil hat people <laughs> like, literally um, yeah <laughs> and then and then we finish the episode by such a weird ending i goes, totally forgot about it crazy and he takes like 10 he just swallows them one after another yeah we were watching that i was like that would truly kill you <laughs> he still steals a tank he sees a tank from the army yeah <laughs> and he's he's trying to like He's pointing it at like school, at the church, and then it's like the fra- discount frame store, yeah. and Homer's like, "No, you marched it." <laughs> yeah. That's such a weird fish. So he doesn't. He shoots it in the sky. Yeah. It it hits a satellite. It comes down. Mm. I love the whole dynamic it's of so weird. Apu, Mo, uh, Ned, and Ned being the fire, fire people. <laughs> like, For no how reason. How did that even? <laughs> Just the local fire but, officers. Yeah, a great little trio there. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, what was the fireman being like? A satellite comes down, it's like it's like on fire. That bad shot, and he's like, "Oh, it's a satellite. Can we even put that out? You you better not have ruined Skinamax, which is like obviously a porn channel." Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, you can continue. And yeah, and then how did it actually it, end, it ended? So he speculates for he mentioned several times throughout the episode that he feels like the NFL are watching us, which is just like a ridiculous thing that someone would say when they're delusional but then it turns out that he was absolutely correct the nfl were watching us and the other the satellite dish it just says like national football league and there's all these reports coming out showing that they're like they were seeing text messages and everything else and then this team player comes out at the end mark mcguire i don't know was it actually him probably not no. i would assume but he's just like do you guys want to find out if we were actually spying on you? Or do you want to see me <laughs> take this awesome shot? And you always get distracted seeing him do some cool tricks with his ball. <laughs> but I thought, I thought it was a great episode. I think Very it's fun. such... Uh, uh, did we discuss, like, what... How do we define classic? Like, when does it stop? 
Sebastian asked me this recently. It wasn't on the podcast. I personally think that classic should be just any episode that we won't cover on the podcast because, you know, we started from the 31st season, as in this podcast, started on the yeah. 31st season. So I feel like uh, Seb's classic can just be any episode that we won't get to in the first 30 seasons. But that, that's how I personally think it should be. I, I don't think we should limit ourselves because... No, yeah. Because I, we have I, a whole library to choose from. Yeah. You know? I, I went for season 11 and I guess yeah. some people would say that's not classic. Yeah. But... um. It felt like a classic episode. That was very funny. It, it, it just was hit well every made. single like bit. Yeah, like it felt it, it came to such a good close. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't to be honest. I hadn't seen like a Bart focused episode in a while. Which yeah, I think nice. we haven't had made a season really. We had the the Highlands. Sometimes one it's last nice week. to be a little bit immature and get yeah uh, for sure get your Bart out of you. Get your bear on. Get your rebel um, But yeah, a really good episode. Mm. To be honest, nine. 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 Wow! I wow! Think it's a really good episode. High praise. Actually. Jeez, that's yeah. really cool. I like that. This isn't even like one that would go very near in a high regard at all. I feel, and to, to be honest, maybe I, it's an underrated one. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Watching it now, to be honest, when I was like you know a younger kid with my DVDs, like binging the episodes all the time, this is one that I'd skip. Really? Back then, this is when I was younger. This is my first time not to be honest seeing it and actually appreciate a whole lot more i think it's a quite mature episode yeah you know like even the message it has about you know doing those rows and stuff like that the conversation we just had it, it all opens up because of the way it's handled this episode again similar to the one we just reviewed and it's done in a very non-biased way but it's also mature and it, you know introduces very, very different um perspectives in, in an interesting way but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, watching this time, I, I think I give it an eight point five. I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't rate it as highly as you, but like you know, pretty close. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I give it an eight point five. Yeah, I think maybe it goes season. a bit under the radar because it's also season eleven. It's season eleven, yeah, and it's like it's like just on the cusp of the seasons that people start ignoring, and you know, and also it's it's such a like just in Springfield episode yeah nothing crazy happens it's quite grounded yeah. yeah it's very very grounded that's for sure just to mention more of the kind of funnier bits one of my favorite parts is bart gives he's like giving them all presents like help them with their days because he's getting you know he's getting so intelligent and he gives over just like this thing to like do do checks and stuff like that and he's like oh i made, I made my checklist for the weekend and Oh crap, I wasn't again. It was just like, remember to brush teeth, like something really simple. And then Carol's, this is a weird guy. Carol's like, a man could do amazing things with something like that. And Homer's like, oh, you can get that. A man could do amazing things. Yeah, really <laughs> random. Yeah, I feel like so it was a reference to something. Maybe, yeah, it was so strange. And then later on, when Bear has like the, the tinfoil on his head, <laughs> and he, he doesn't want to like, like, be near any electricity because he's, he's convinced that people are like listening to him. Homer comes in with that thing and he just breaks it. He's like, hey, I had Lenny's name on that. <laughs> he's need to remember Lenny's name. <laughs> my favourite bit was um, when they were talking about that specific like chemical that modified Spark's brain <laughs> yeah. and, and made him how he was. And they had like a prototype of it in their, in their lab. And then Homer just starts strangling the model of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you didn't work properly. <laughs> it's so good. I also love the bit speaking of Homer strangling people. I also love the bit where he's trying to give the drug to Barrett. And Bart's like, Bart's not even like cheeky. He's just like, I'm, I, I really don't think I need that. And he's like, you, you come here, boy. And they try to strangle him. He wasn't even like being bratty. Lots of strangling in this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's a which must violent. mean it's a classic. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, <laughs> that's a violent Homer. And then he's like, he's up in the treehouse, and Homer's like, 
Like, oh, I won't give you drugs anymore, boy, but I got some yummy taffy. It's like, I'm not falling for that, Dad. <laughs> like, it's okay, look, even I'll eat some. <laughs> he starts going mental, crazy, yeah. yeah. And then Ned and they the boys... They must have fun anim- animating that. That did look like a whole... That's a good yeah. point, actually. That looked like a whole little phone. There's not a version of Homer that you see. <laughs> you just see Ned and the boys overseas, and they're like... Um, one of, the, one of the boys is like, Daddy, is he possessed? <laughs> and Ned's like, I think so. Go get the crucifix. <laughs> They're like, yay! <laughs> so good. But yeah, totally. It's Like you said, it's like it has a good message, but it's not done in the way it's pushing. It has loads of really fun gags. Yeah, it's not saying don't well. do this, but yeah. be careful. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it presents, presents it in a really interesting way, for sure. Oh, I'm just remembering one more bit. Just wrapping it up here. Is when he's in the bar. Like, Barco's missing. He's still in the tank. He's in the bar, and Marish comes in, and she's like, what are you doing? Your son is missing. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I, 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 I have it all solved. He has, like, a string on his arm, and outside the bar, it's just, like, attached to a box with the, with the drug. Like, thinking that it will, it will catch Barry. Yeah. Also, just one more bit. My favorite of the whole episode is the tank is going through Spring from Elementary, and Wiggum and Lou are chasing after it. And Wiggum goes, shoot it, Lou. And Lou's like, cheap. It's a tank. And you're like, aw. <laughs> you and these excuses. <laughs> I'm glad I sort of reintroduced so this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was really not one that I ever found. Um, I would say it was my least favorite episode of the 11th season for for a good while. But I think if I looked over it again now, it probably isn't. I, I really, really enjoyed this time around more than ever before, for sure. Because when I messaged you about, like... This is the episode I'm gonna do. I didn't have much of a reaction. You said like you just had interest in. It. Yeah, and yeah. You're like, oh, good choice. Or like, I know, yeah. I know. It, just, it wasn't mm-hmm. one that would ever. To me, it was a very like seamless episode. It's like not, not one that would ever even come up in my mind. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed it for sure. A lot, a lot more than I than I had anticipated. But yeah, jumping into the impressions. So as always, four quotes. One is not the character. I chose Snake just because he's the one I haven't I feel done like yet. We need some cool names for these segments. So yeah, that's I'm true. I'm gonna say Impressiones. Impressiones. Into the Impressiones. Let's go with that for now. Yeah, why not? I mean, the rest of them have names. We got Quivia, but yeah, this one never had a name. It was just my uh, onto my impressions. Yeah, and then Seb's Classicos. <laughs> Seb's Classicos. <laughs> Seb's Classics. Seb's Classics is good. But yeah, okay, Impressiones. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing Snake and try to guess which one is not a quote by Snake. I plead guilty, Your Honor, of being innocent. Uh, someone's been editing my Wikipedia. I need you to kill him. Uh, wallet inspector. I assure you there's no harm in laying in the middle of a public street. Hmm. <laughs> Snake. What about... What do you mean? You know, just oh yeah, the classic terrible s- joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't even know what you meant. I'm gonna say the second one. The classic snake quote: "Someone's been editing my, my Wikipedia. I need you to kill him." Yeah. No, ah. it was sure there's no harm in laying in the middle of a public street. That was gonna be our second choice. <laughs> okay, that quote is actually by Sergio Bob. Uh huh. It's the only other criminal in the show, really. So that's who I went with. Yeah, on to the quivia. As always, two Everyone's pieces. favorite. Everyone. <laughs> oh, I forgot to say, I had a pink ring donut. Before the episode today. Did you eat it? I've eaten it. Oh, I didn't even see you eat yeah, it. Yeah, you I inhaled see. it. Yeah, it was lovely. I thought you didn't have it yet. Yeah, Sebastian had the classic Simpsons donut yeah. before this podcast. But they went, it was a bit light on the sprinkles, which I was disappointed with. But. Oh, I did hear you say that, but I just didn't put two and two together about what the <laughs> hell you were talking about. 
<laughs> Pretty sure he didn't respond to you. <laughs> there you go. In proper Simpsons fashion. In proper Simpsons fashion, I didn't see you eat it. Like proper yeah. Homer, like just devouring it. Yeah, I devoured it. <laughs> I think I ate it in like four bites. And they're like hefty donuts. They really are. That's impressive. Yeah. Wow, you really are making the fans proud. <laughs> but yeah, two pieces of trivia. They're actually both related to this episode. Because I found two cool pieces of trivia related to... I'm about to say the name. I can't remember. The, this episode will surprise you. Uh... <laughs> something something yeah. act four will shock you i already forget but yeah two pieces of trivia that i found very interesting so snl star and comedian jay farrow makes his debut in this episode as the new voice of Dredrick tatum oh cool yeah i remember he was taunting one of the people that was taunting homer yeah by the car you could tell it's a different voice i jay farrow is a brilliant comedic actor he's like a huge impressionist he does like these stand-up shows around america where it's just him doing much of fantastic impressions but you can tell he's he's clearly going for a bit more of a proper mike tyson impression mm. with his voice but I, I liked it and welcome to the show but yeah he does really specific impressions he's so talented he does one of kamala harris like right. nobody else is doing a kamala harris impression no it's, it's, it's random yeah. yeah it's so good he also does a fantastic one of walking phoenix's joker like they're so they're so specific and like he nails it it's so good uh, the second one is uh dairy girls creator lisa mcgee tweeted the morning after this episode was released about how honored she was to see the ice cream parlor was titled uh, Dairy Girls. Oh, cool. We spotted that, yeah. She was she was watching the episode. Spot that, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Dairy Girls. Like, imagine that. Like, she is an Irish writer who created a show that managed to hit off in, you know, in Britain, but she probably yeah. never expected to go any further. It blows up in America. Is it? Has it blown up in America? Is it's it popular like, in America. Okay. I mean, they did it on The Simpsons, so they must know yeah, to some extent. Know it, yeah. yeah, and suddenly one of the biggest shows in the world is making reference to your show. Like that must be such an incredible feeling. So yeah, I thought that was so cool. And yeah, con- concluding it with a quiz. I was going to say just before the quiz. Yeah. When I was um, watching this episode today, it made me realize how far we've come. Like just you and me doing it together yeah and, yeah and and how far we actually are in the season i know like i said we only have eight episodes left yeah. after this one like, like we're wow. more than halfway there yeah i know we absolutely flew through it yeah no really enjoying it i'm glad we took that little mini break actually because we're actually catching up to them like <laughs> let's give them some time to make more episodes before we review more you know what i mean i thought we, we, we did a break at a good time but yeah jumping into the quiz number one Give me the month and the year the first episode aired. The year? Yes. 1986? No. Earlier or later? Later. 88. 90? Later? Oh, 89? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Surely I'm not getting a no. point. No. Um, it's probably not, but they say December. It's December, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was Christmas. All right, half a point then. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you half a point, yeah. <laughs> uh, imagine if a game show allowed that. <laughs> it's like, who wants to be a millionaire? You get four options. Is it this one? No, uh, this one. Wait, this one? Wait, what about that one? Yeah, it's that one. Okay, we'll give it to you. Like, <laughs> Here's a million dollars. Yeah, well, like, what was the year of the Great Fire of London? And you're like, was it 1650? <laughs> No. Is it, is it in 1650? Yeah, yeah. N- later. It's in the 1660s? Yeah. Is it like middle? Yeah. 64? No. 65? No. 66? Yeah. yeah here you go. A million dollars. Just a really generous game show host. The network executives are like, you can't just keep letting everyone win. Like, there needs to be a bit of a challenge here. 
We're losing money. Yeah, I'd love that. It's like a really generous game show host. That'd be a good sketch, actually. And number two, who currently composes the music for the show? Hans Zimmer. Yeah, very good. Three, what's the name of the comic book store? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so mean. Um, <laughs> I have to remember it this time. <laughs> Springfield Comics no <laughs> every time I'm not gonna remember I'll remember this time though <laughs> the Android's Dungeon Android's Dungeon <laughs> number four what's the name of the Simpsons estate estate yeah like where they live well, like the road it's on or yeah like like their house Evergreen Terrace yeah oh okay <laughs> <laughs> no doubt yourself number five what was Maggie's first words um I should know. Oh, I should know. I should know. Do you want a hint? Can I have a hint. A vague hint. It's it, it's not funny. Is it Papa? <laughs> Such a shit answer. <laughs> I, I mean, close. Like it was Daddy. Oh what? Yeah. <laughs> Probably I get half a point for that. Yeah. All right. Papa all right. Is daddy. Yeah. Okay. So I'll turn your two and a half to a three. I thought it was too obvious to be Daddy. It was Daddy. Yeah. Voiced by Elizabeth Taylor. Okay. And that one is a fun little fact there. Number six. How old is Ned? Oh, 64. 68. One more guess. 70. Uh, <laughs> in Viva Flanders, we're told he's exactly 60. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Number seven. What's the name of the bully that wears a purple beanie? Oh. Skinny, tall one. Yeah. I can't remember. Nah, Jimbo. Yeah. Jimbo, yeah. Tall one with the beanie is Jimbo. Yeah. Shorter one with the long hair. Long brown hair is Dolph. Dolph Fat bald yeah. one is Kearney. Obviously, you know Nelson. Number eight. Who voices Bart's first girlfriend, Jessica Lovejoy? Who voices her? Yeah. Classic season six episode. Yeah, it's a good one. Reverend Lovejoy's daughter. Yeah. I, I, I haven't done it. I thought about doing it. Seb's classic one. Grey one. That's one of the ones I had on videos. Yeah. So it's like one of the ones that are like so nostalgic for me. I've seen it so much. Is it Monica? What? No, who voices Bart's... Oh, if we meant the name. No, no. Who voices Bart's first girlfriend? Oh, Jessica Lovejoy. Am I going to be able to guess? I mean, it's a very well-known actress. That's all I can Nicole say. Kidman. I'll um, give you two more guesses. It's got to be someone a bit older now. Yeah. Angelina Jolene. Nope. Is it... Think of someone, like, very old. <laughs> very old. Yeah probably wouldn't appreciate me calling her very old but she's definitely one of the older actors still working today um final guess is it the person in Mamma Mia can't remember her name oh man how can I not remember her name the, the, the Mamma Mia person it is her yeah so surely I get that you half a point because <laughs> it took so long it's Merle Streep yeah yes. yeah how did I forget that <laughs> yeah she's quite iconic yeah Merle Streep what does she need to do for you to remember her name that's a great Jerry Seinfeld bit he's talking about this guy he was watching on TV who was able to like, catch a shooting bullet with his teeth and he's like, you know, what, what did you have to do to, like, to get good at that? Like, did they start with a grape and then suddenly, like, turn more and more me yeah. me metallic? How do you practice that? Yeah, how do you practice <laughs> it? And he's like, you know, I was writing, like, material about this guy. And I realized that I don't know his name. This guy must be thinking, what do I need to do in order for you to know my goddamn name? <laughs> I literally caught a bullet in my teeth. Yeah, you don't know my name. It's one of the most impressive things a human's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good joke.
be uh, number nine. Most like one of the most impressive yet pointless things. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would you train for that? Like, it is cool, but it will never serve anything for humanity. Yeah, you know. But it's this cool. Number nine. Maybe maybe if you use him as like like a, a meat shield, and you're at war. That's like, true. That's like, true. He could be a very good soldier. That's true. He'd be a very good soldier. That's like a freaking an X Men or something. That's something you'd see in like a Marvel that comic. That would be like I'd be so if I tried to shoot a guy and it was him mm. and he just caught a bullet in his teeth. That's, I'd be so that's like, scary. scared. Yeah, you'd run away so fast. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. That's petrifying. It's like a freaking T one thousand. But yeah, number nine. Which beetle did Marge have a crush on and used to paint pictures of? This is a. Sorry, say that again. Classic season two episode. Which beetle did Marge used to? Which beetle did Marge have a crush on and used to paint pictures of? I feel like it's not going to be John Lennon. So I'm only going to let you guess one more time. There's only three more beetles. I'm going to say <laughs> I don't think it's going to be Ringo because Ringo's just no one fancies Ringo. Um, and I, I could go for the obvious one. I could. George Harrison. It's Ringo. No! <laughs> it's Ringo. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, number 10. Name one character voiced by Hank Azaria. And I'll accept... Unless you have three goes. Um, Sideshow Bob. Um, Not one of the main actors. Sorry? Sideshow Bob is being voiced by one of the main cast members. It's Kelsey Grammer. Oh okay. Yeah, from Fraser. Um Principal Skinner. <laughs> One more guess. <laughs> Krusty. Oh damn, I'm sorry. That's Dan Castellaneta and Harry Shears, you actually said every male apart from Ancasaria. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. Maybe I was maybe I was too tough this week, but hey, that's that's, right. that's the aim of the game. Were good questions this week. Yeah, so yeah, I did mostly good. actually did all new ones apart from the comic book store one. Yeah, I just wanted to lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> but due to me living it up you only got three and a half yeah that's bad <laughs> that's apologies. really bad apologies but you know what I'm going to say it here right now you're going to come back next week strong and you're going to get 11 out of 10 it was that donut hmm? it was that donut it was that donut it screwed you to over yeah. but, but it's a Simpsons donut it should, it should be should good like, luck yeah. fuel you yeah good luck exactly oh well anyhow we'll wrap it up from there Thank you guys as always for listening and we'll catch you in the next one. Catch you in the next one. I want to have your babies. <laughs>